Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to episode of eight of Love Cars on the Grid, the global motorsport roundup podcast. Very exciting weekend of motorsport, including the Formula One, Formula E in Monte Carlo, Formula Three, and the whole program of British touring cars at uh, Thruxton, which included a bit of Formula Four and minis and all sorts of stuff thrown in the mix as well. I'm worn out, to be honest, Paul. We're, we're recording this on a Sunday evening, and it's been a long, long day. So I hope you don't mind if I have a you know little quick snifter while we're doing this, do you? What are the chances? Red wine as well. So for those of you listening as a podcast, as this should be, uh, we're both drinking red wine. So cheers to you. I'm going to cheers to Lewis cheers. Hamilton. He has to 100, 100 pole positions oh. and yet another amazing drive. Listen, cheers, Lewis. Cheers to Lewis. How he can get the stick that he gets from people still on Twitter. It, it, it is laughable. <laughs> he is so good. He is so amazing. As I said last week, he's the last driver ever in 2008 to win a driver's championship without the manufacturer winning the championship. So he, yeah, he is, a, I don't have to justify it with some stat that I pulled out no. from 12 years ago, 13 years ago. He is, has to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest sportsman ever, not just drivers. No. I, mean, I have to confess, you know, I thought it was going to be a boring race. You know, Barcelona is so hard to overtake and they, they changed the track a little bit, but I don't know why they changed the track the bit they did, because that didn't help overtaking at all. But, uh, you know, and it's true, they lined up one, two, three, four on the grid. They finished in the same order. So if you look at the stats, well, that was another dull Barcelona Grand Prix. But at the end, there was so much tension, that strategy. I mean, Grand Prix's, you know, in the past, for hundreds, of, they haven't always been about great overtaking going on. It's been about strategy. It's a long game of chess and, and the best drivers in the world contesting. And, you know, OK, the Mercedes and the Red Bull are the best cars. But it was a tense battle, you know, right until, well, five laps from the finish. But then, even then, we had that fantastic battle for 10th place. The final point with George Russell in there, Alonso defending, tyres gone. And it was it was much better, even a result on paper doesn't make it look that way. Isn't it funny, you're watching it, well, I was watching it, thinking, well, um, what have Mercedes done? They've messed up there. Yeah. And then all well, twice, yeah, twice, you know, but when Verstappen had the mucked up pit stop and lost two seconds, which is unheard of, by the way, for Red yeah. Bull to do a 4.6 seconds or whatever it was. Thank you, my mug, as you are my pit, uh, pit stop uh, strategist, uh, Paul. That's your special, uh, sub special subject. Um, but yeah, so I thought, you know, they're obviously Lewis getting quick, you know, they mucked up their pit stop, but no, he stayed out on the red tires and. Stappen was pulling away and pulling away, and we thought, oh, what they've done, they've missed the opportunity to get ahead of him. The next thing we know, he's in the pits, changing tyres. Well, then what are you doing now? You know, he's, he's 26 seconds behind with 25 laps to go. And we thought, oh, what have they done? But um, incredible, really br a brilliant drive. And then Bottas, Bottas getting in the way. <laughs> he's a naughty boy. Um, he's a naughty actually, boy. Lewis, after he didn't actually complain about Valtteri, but I think we all thought, what, you know, but Valtteri once again said, I'm there to race. I race everybody. And I was in my race because he wanted to pit. He wanted to clear Leclerc, 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 enough to, to stop for tyres to go for that fastest lap. But, but yet again, with poor old Valtteri, and you see out of the first few quarters, he's lost out to Leclerc. You know, and you think, well, that's your race over Valtteri. And he, he just seems to get mugged. He watched him down into turn one. He was on the outside. He was right with... Hamilton and Verstappen or Verstappen and Hamilton you know he, he came out of 
um, turn two and three on their gearboxes, but he lifted into that very fast, probably turn four, I don't know which one, where it goes really on and on and on. And, and he was on Hamilton's gearbox, then he backed out, and Leclerc just went round the outside of him, and he just has those moments of safety, hesitation, and, you know, whatever it is in his is mind. Is it weakness? Is it weakness, Tiff? I don't know, it's just... He's not a risk taker, I think, Valtteri. That's his trouble. You know, like we saw Verstappen overtake him in Portugal because he doesn't block enough sometimes. Sometimes he, his mind just is a bit tunnel vision to what he wants to do and he lets things happen around him that end up spoiling his race. But well, um, I, I, And for those who don't know what the incident was that we were just talking about, uh, if you just didn't happen to watch the Grand Prix, he, he was told strict orders by Toto, <laughs> do not hold Lewis up. He's on a different strategy to you. Do not oh. hold him up. So what does he do? He holds him up for uh, probably four or five corners. So, um, and, and it, it, could, it cost him probably two seconds. In fact, it didn't cost yeah, him. Yeah, it did cost him. In, no, it cost in, him because instead of gaining a second, he actually lost 0. 0.4 to point, the staff yeah, on that exactly. lap. So he did lose, having been captured by second a lap. Um, but the old Red Bull, they're all there cracking, aren't they? The seams. I don't know. We, <laughs> Max, the debrief with tonight going on probably now in Spain would be quite interesting. You know, how did we, how did we lose that one? And... Well, they're the, they're the strategist masterclass, aren't they? They are, they are, they are so yeah. good at strategy, typically. And Christian Horner said as soon as they came in, he knew, and he said, this is Hungary 2019. This He knew mm. straight away exactly what yeah. it was. I, I think it was almost a admitting defeat. They messed up. Mercedes got it right. Any other once again? Any other standout drivers for the for the? Well, yeah, I was just gonna say once again with Red Bull, they didn't have their number two driver in the mix, you know. And Perez has shown that so far that he is able to qualify closer to Max in most races than, than the previous drivers, Gasly and Albon. But again, he spun on his first run on tyres and qualified. Didn't qualify well, but he qualified down in well, about eighth, wasn't it? Eighth place, and he got back through to finish fifth you know still didn't get Perez so you know they need that second Red Bull up there to hold up Lewis you know if he hasn't pitted he's staying out get in front so um yeah Perez again hasn't really proved to be the man that Red Bull need uh, but otherwise there wasn't really much changes right the way through the field from qualifying Ocon dropped back four places good look good for Alpine um but when you see poor old Fernando Alonso being overtaken by Lance Stroll, um, and you think he's not going to be ha- in Spain. You know, I bet he was happy the crowd weren't there filling but, the grandstands. But, but Lance Stroll is a lot better driver than people give him credit for. He is. We've mentioned know. that many times. Yeah, before. he's not brilliant. He's not a Verstappen or a Hamilton, but he is a very good racing driver. And he's very good at racing more than he's qualifying. But, uh, can, speaking of qualifying, can I, can I take you back to, to Saturday? when Mazipan uh, held up uh, Lando Norris. So he got in the way. And, and I see the poor, the poor guy where everybody jumps on him. It's him again. He's done it again. He's messing up with drivers. He shouldn't be there. But actually, his defence was pretty good. He said, look, if there is a, this etiquette thing, this, this gentleman's agreement that we all go in order and we do, all do this, he said, I got overtaken twice on the, on, you know, just before I'm about to do my fast lap fast lap i got overtaken twice so they're not doing it and yeah, i'm trying to yeah. do it so i get i get his point but he's in the thick of the the, the nasty stuff every week isn't he well funny enough in my grand prix career of um quite a few years ago now my two grand prix at the monaco grand prix you know you always told you had to get out of the way of the fast guys and it was in qualifying and i was trying to get this inside the rubbish car but i was just dreaming i was still on a grand prix qualifying grid and uh in Monaco, I qualified 19th out of the 30 cars in the wet. So I was on the grid because they only took 20 cars. But when it came to dry qualifying, 
I sort of had a good gap and came to the swimming pool section. There was Carlos Reutemann just cruising along really slowly. Oh, blum no, Carlos, you've ruined my lap. But I thought, well, I'll follow you on the next lap. Because, of course, he disappeared. Yeah, he was about two seconds lap quicker than me. And when I came to the swimming pool the next lap, I think, I'm on a good lap, I'm on a good lap. There was Carlos Reutemann <laughs> weaving around, wouldn't let me by. And he did it three times on the trot. Wow. By then, my tyres were shot and I crashed. I actually lost I crashed into the barriers of the swimming pool. But... Um, I think I crashed because he wasn't there on the next lap. Um, you were going but he had this fast. thing about he had a thing about never wanting to record an average lap time. They were either completely rubbish by back it off, or they were on the nail. And of course, he won the Grand Prix that weekend, so you know. But I shouldn't talk ill about him. He is actually he's a bit sick at the moment. Apparently, down in, in uh, Argentina, he's ill at the moment. But uh, it is funny the guys at the back. You know, there seems to be different rules for them at the front and them at the back. And if you get in the way, boy, you know, you get bollocked. Yeah, that's true. But you're not. But, um, he is still straight. He got in, got in the way of someone in the race, and he's well poor him has been. I think again. Yeah, blue flags. Um, uh, he, I think he. I think he's colourblind. I don't think he realised <laughs> what blue flags were. But Formula One, I thought was brilliant. Lewis Hamilton, masterclass. Yes, again. Uh, where's it going to end? Is he going to? Is he going to give throw the towel in the end of this season? Going to win. Yeah, hundred wins, eight titles. Change the record book, and I'm sure you retire. I, I really do think you retire. You know, a lot of people say, "Why?" I just have that feeling. You know, he's got so many things he wants to do in life, Lewis. He's got so many, you know, campaigns and issues he likes to globally attend. And you know, whatever people say, he has to try hard to beat Bottas. You know, it's not a walk in the park. He doesn't just turn up because he's a better driver naturally. He still grafts away at the backroom, the research, the, the telemetry. Doesn't do much, um, he was saying today, he doesn't do much of the um, simulator stuff. I don't think Alonso does. I don't think many of the top drivers can be bothered with that <laughs> round and round in the blooming simulator they get some junior driver to do. Um, but he works physically, you know, he really gets on top of the game. And, of course, next year he'd probably have George Russell, you know, a keen young kid that's already shown he's as quick as Valtteri. And, you know, I, I'm thinking that, you know, Lewis is going to think, do I really want to make all that effort to beat George Russell, you know, when I've already got a record number of titles and races? So, um, but yeah, what a talent. I the think goat. He's, there, he's, there for, he's there for another season. We say GOAT, and I think he is, I think he's the greatest of all time. You know, you know the historic racing far better than me, Tiff. You race yeah. with a lot of them. It's not as good as Jim Clark. You're not as good as Jim Clark. Steady but, on now. So Nobody so, will ever be as good as Jim Clark. So the defence is with the likes of, Clark and Moss and, and Fangio, these guys, they didn't do anywhere near as mount the, the number no. of, of, of Grand Prix, but that is the only defence. It's not about the car. It is not. Uh, the cars, are, <laughs> you, uh, you typically only win a championship if you've got the best car, but it's not. Yeah, about and the best drivers float up into the best cars. It's, 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 a, it's, a, you know, it's a, a meritocracy, which brings me to Formula 3, <laughs> because that's annoying me at the moment, like Formula 2, because they've added this second reverse grid race. And I think these poor kids, you know, they, they've found £2 million, whatever it is, through Formula 3 or £1 million, I don't know what it is, silly numbers. And this is their season. And they've made two reverse grids. So the first race of the weekend, the 12th fastest driver was on pole position. Um, and it's so difficult to overtake at Barcelona, whether it's Formula 3 or Formula 1. And so you've got so many winners each year, but... You want to show the Grand Prix team managers that you're the best driver. You've got into the best car because you, you need the budget. But the, I mean, the best team, which is, of course, at the moment, Prima Racing, um, is the team to be in. But they won't take anyone with £10 million if he's rubbish. You know, they take the good drivers that got good budgets. And that's sadly the way it is at the moment. Um, 
So it frustrates me that, that that's become a British touring car sort of show game. We don't, we, you you don't need to make Formula 3 entertaining because nobody's watching anyway. If you're at Silverstone, nobody comes out yeah, of the corporates guess, to watch Formula 3. I guess you're right. I was just going to say, I was, my argument was going to be, look, it is about entertainment and the TV channels want not, entertainment. Because nobody's watching it. Only so, the diehards like us will really typically watch Formula yeah. 3. But, but anyway, the British boys, we've only got two. So you were saying something else? Well, you were saying about kids. The re reason I agree with you about kids, and I hope that's not disparaging to the very talented <laughs> drivers out there, but the average age was 19 years old. Oh, was it? Believe that. And you said there's only two British boys. I'll give you another stat about 19. There were 19 different nations representative. No. Representative? Is that right? Rep representative. Yeah. Uh, 19 different nations, which is just incredible. So incredible. This is why it's so hard to get. You know, I got to the Grand Prix racing. You know, the, the pool of talent was so small. You know, it's sort of Britain and France and Brazilians were coming in. And there weren't many more. You know, that was about it, Europe and Brazilians. But now we've got talent coming from, you know, all over all over the world. It, it must be so hard to, to push your way to the top. Especially to yeah, the Brits. everyone. So Ollie Caldwell, this is interesting. Again, it shows how important teams are. So Ollie Caldwell won the second race. Um, he's got himself into a Prima Pat team. So he's, but last year, he's only 16th in the championship. He did the Formula 4 3 championship last year. He hasn't, he hasn't won a championship in his life. So he, to me, he's just sort of got an average background. Yet he gets into a Prima Pat car, qualified sixth, which meant he started sixth in the reverse grid first race. He finished sixth in the first race. But then he came through the second race where he started sixth again. He kept on getting reversed to the same place because he they reversed the first 12. Um, but there was a few incidents ahead of him that, that paved the way, and he won round two. So huge credit to Ollie Caldwell. And, um, you know, it, I don't know anything about him. I don't know him at all. But it, you, you still need, like Hamilton and Mercedes, whatever the formula, even the cars are identical in Formula 2 and Formula 3, you've got to work your way in to the best teams. So that means you've got to have a reasonable history of, of results and, and speed. I mean, Ollie had a he had a fifth place I think, in Formula Three last year. So he proven he can run in the top ten. And now he's in a Prima Pad car. And maybe uh, he'll come show his true talent, which maybe has been hidden by his teams. Our other boy, Johnny Edgar, qualified twelfth. He's a Red Bull boy. I thought he would be up higher, but again, he's not in a Prima Pad car. Um, and he, so he started on the front race, started on pole position for race one, and where he ended up finishing, well, he finished fifth in race one, started seventh in race two, and finished sixth and fell back down at the end. I think he finished, and we ended up in the last race. But uh, anyway, two Brits battling away, um, trying to make their name. But this reverse grid doesn't help them, you know, prove in a meritocracy. The, the, the final race was run, actually won, by uh, the Danish boy, Danish or Norwegian. Where's my notes? Um, what's his name? Dennis Hauger. Um, Norway, sorry, Norwegian, not Finnish. No, no um, Philip, he won everything in karting, brilliant carter. In fact, he did Formula Three last year and was 17th in the championship, one place behind Ollie Caldwell. So these two kids that finished 16th and 17th, um, but it was Hauger that was on pole position. Uh, he didn't get anywhere very well in the in the two reverse grid rates. He started from pole in the main event today and uh, went on to win the race quite easily. So I think Horger is, is going to be the, the name to look for. But, you know, Ollie Caldwell, he's got the right car. Rule Britannia. Go, Ollie, go. Do you know there's 18 rookies in 
F3 this year on the grid this year. That's I think that's good as well because I think F3 is exciting. I agree with you about the reverse grid. It's not quite as bad as the Caterham Academy white group green group situation, but it's... oh, oh, do, is is there a controversy there uh, in in the Caterham Academy white group green group at all? Well, I don't really want to go. No, into no it, I don't. But I will tell our listeners. I, I don't uh, know wheels. We'll tell our listeners that the, the Caterham Academy 50, 50 people are in the Caterham Academy. They split them into two different groups. Uh, so 25 people in each race, 50 people on the grid at Silverstone. But the, the, the group that I'm in is a tough group. So when you see the results come through over the course of the, course of the year... When you win the tough group, you'll be much prouder than if you won the weaker group. Yeah, OK, moving on to Monte Carlo. <laughs> Very swiftly. Monte Carlo, Formula E. They give me so much stick and us and everybody else, you know. But I actually thought the cars looked good around that Monaco track. They fitted the track. It's a good street circuit. And those stupid city centre car park things, they wound up and down between great big fences each side. Don't do them just... I thought the cars looked good. Tiff, and, a, and a close race. Tiff, they didn't just look good. They sounded good, which is the most bizarre thing to say about electric cars. Gone a bit, no, bit, no, I love gone a bit far V12, now. V8, whatever. But, <laughs> but it, that, that sound was actually quite good and reverberated around the, the Monte Carlo skyline as well. So... I agree with you. It's funny enough. Yeah, and just, just like Formula One, the first four in qualifying were the first four finishes. <laughs> but that didn't mean it wasn't quite an exciting race. I still don't like the gimmicks. That's the problem because, you know, the front championship runners qualify first. Obviously, Monaco actually was more, it was leveler because there wasn't much track advantage going first or last. Um, but they've got to pick up this time attack stuff. But the, the problem is to, to the casual viewer, it looked like the most incredibly exciting race because the whole field was packed together and you know, they all know today or tail. But the problem is when you know, well, like you do and I do, or a real enthusiast, know that all these, some of the 24 most talented drivers in the world are all driving with the same electric capacity. So they can't go faster than others because they're all going around trying to keep the energy going for the 45-minute race. So we saw, you know, Evans, um, you know, push himself to the front in, in the Jaguar oh. but we all knew he was using extra energy to get to the front <laughs> he admitted so it afterwards you know so he people, said afterwards they almost let it's almost like when someone's on a different tire strategy they almost let them go so yeah, come fast yeah because we'll get you later exactly. you know so Mitch Evans decided you know <laughs> I'm gonna get to the front of this race and I, I suppose he thought he could weave and because it's Monaco and it's quite difficult to overtake of course, when it came to that last lap, he's got no power left. So the other guys that reserved a bit of power got past him. They all ended up where they started. But, I mean, it does it, make for a good show. If will, you know what's going on, it's frustrating. It's frustrating they can't go flat out the whole time. Yeah. I, I agree with you. But there was more overtaking, more excitement on different corners you would never get with, with, uh, with, the, with the Formula 1. Yeah, but then that's because they go to the time attack zone. So they, yeah. they have to go really wide. I mean, Jean-Éric Verne's race was ruined because he missed it once. You have to do it twice in a race and he missed picking up the time attack. So he, when you go out to take the time attack, you get overtaken by two cars. Then you use the time attack to get back to where you were in the first place. Oh, it's such a gimmick. <laughs> That's a gimmick. The fan and then fan booster noise yeah. because you know they, they you know they, they use the extra fan boost to get a place so which someone I don't know. But I thought it was but a I, brilliant, but still, it was brilliant a good spectacle. spectacle. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, and I think that was the best ever uh, Formula E weekend without any question yeah. for me. They look good, so get out into more proper street circuits, not car parks with 
chain link fencing and barriers installed and let's see Formula E get more power, get better long, so they can run more power for longer, full throttle, that's what we hope for. They're talking about recharging pit stops. If they can get fast charging to be like a 30 second stop, then that might be the saviour of Formula E to me, so the drivers can actually you know, go flat out. So, but why not just say to the manufacturers, some are going to be better than others, but say, here you are, this is the, the maximum kilowatt hour battery you can have, and you do whatever you want to do with it. If you run out, that's your, that's your problem, mate. But well, you yeah, run... you run out. They'll run out. They'll run out. <laughs> right. Fast anyway, then it was boring old BTCC. Oh. I mean, that was dull. Talk about dull racing, you so know, you first four. Well, I think we should. I mean, statistically, what? Josh Cook won the first two races where he started from the front when he won them. And then some bloke called Ash Sutton, but that was a reverse grid race. So, you know, he won it. And that was um, that was the only story, really. I've got no more notes about, really. Absolutely flipping brilliant that that's back. How good was that today? Not just BTC. <laughs> so, it was so exciting. The whole afternoon, yeah. you know, I had to be on Times 30 quite a bit, you know, because we watched a bit of BTCC. When that race, we'd watch a bit of Formula One and then fast forward to 30, then get back to them, fast forward 30 times of the, the, the dull bits. And I'm exhausted. I've been watching so much motorists. The touring cars were just brilliant. Thruxton lends itself to this overtaking high-speed circuit. And, you know, we started off with a with a bump, with a turkey to bump Sutton, Ash Sutton. I mean, classic, you know, the guy that won the last race was pushed from the lead to the back of the whole field on the first lap of the opening race. And then, of course, you know, we had the big shove when um, the returning returning Scotsman went into spearing into the barriers. Um, what's his name? You know, um, in which race? Race two now you're talking about? Yes, big, big no, race one. Oh, race one. Oh, forget <laughs> the names. Of, of all the Shedden, for goodness sake. Sheds. Shedden went into oh. the wall. Big shud. He was out at the back. Um, you know, it was just stunning racing going on throughout the pack of people recovering. You know, we had Sutton coming back through the field, overtaking going on. Race two was the big shunt. I know I don't know where they all finished. I can't work out all the stats. I mean, I think yes, yeah, Sutton got up to about 10th. Then he started the reverse grid race, and then he the race two, then he had problems in the pace car laps and dropped back again and came through the field again. Um, sadly, Jade Edwards in the middle of the mad pack got caught in the big shunt at the opening of the second race, which we all thought they'd be giving Andy Neat a hard time because nobody seems to like Andy Neat, especially Jade Edwards, who clashed with him at Silverstone last year. But they all seem to give Andy an excuse that he had some sort of mechanical problem, which could only mean a stuck throttle because he went slamming into the back of... Um, Geddon's in front of him and caused his massive shunt, which took Jade out as well. Um, then, of course, the final race, we had it starting in the wet, drying out. That was brilliant. Jake Hill, one of the greatest talent, young kid still. He will be a superstar of the future in touring cars. Um, coming to the front on slicks and the rain came back again and Ash Sutton coming back into the lead. And it, it was just so much going on all day long. The poor old Thruxton crew were repairing tyre walls every five minutes. We had the minis, the Janetta Juniors. Actually, the Janetta Juniors for the, I don't know, is it 14, 15 they can start? They're probably the best behave of everybody. An amazing four wide races up to the chicane, outbreaking each other. And the Formula 4 single-seaters, I know I've got a bit of a, a favourite here because um, I know very well... Um, 
Headley that won the first two races. He works at Struxton. His dad I've known for years. His dad's got no money at all. And they're trying to get the boy a drive for the rest of the season. He's got a three-race deal at the moment with the Fortech, and then his money's run out. Well, keep doing but, that. Um, surely somebody's going to snap him up. If they, if yeah, we well, only qualified ninth for the new team, but they, they had them. He went to Slicks, the leading car in Slicks, race one on the Saturday, the raid, and came to the win. Uh, and then the race two was the reverse grid race, which was lucky for him because he qualified so bad. He was actually further up the grid than most of the quick guys. And he won that race. Uh, but race three, when he had all the quick guys ahead of him, he got involved in the chicane shunt where about four of them all went off. But luckily for him, because they put the touring cars ahead of the restarting Formula 4 race, because they worried about getting the timetable finished before the end of the day, um, they rebuilt the car and got it back out again. And he came through to a fantastic third in the in the wet race. Um, we saw so much overtaking. The Formula 4 single-seaters where the aero isn't so important in Formula 4. They slipstream, they go two wide and three wide. And we, it was just a whole day of exhausting, fantastically entertaining motor racing, which is what we all want. I felt a little bit cheated in the first race where because it's a 20-lap race and they the first five or six laps were under a safety car. And I just wish that, I don't know, maybe there'd be, I don't want to complicate things because the rules are already so complicated, but maximum of two, two laps under safety car or something, just to make no, it. They, they get three back. There's a four. They, they okay. actually get a few more. Yeah, they get a few more laps back. I know, but you know, you've got to fit a timetable. We've got ITV forwarding, fantastic coverage, you know, Steve Ryder in there, Tim Harvey and the commentators, Paul O'Neill. You've got a wonderful team producing great telly. They've got to fit into that package. Um, so you do have to have a certain amount of time for each race. How's your golf? Because um, I, you can drive it quite a long way. Paul O'Neill, he's just got this world record for hitting a golf ball in a car. <laughs> he didn't hit it. He was in the car catching exactly. it. Yeah, he's just he's just driving the car. That's all I'm playing with Paul. In fact, funny enough, I had a, um, <laughs> myself and Mark, the, the, the producer of ITV4, were playing golf on Friday. Me okay. and Steve Ryder, we beat the backroom boys. The TV Tarts won a tense golf contest. Um, did, did, you the, the, the why ITV, did you ask ITV4 why they didn't promote our TV show better? Because <laughs> no, We know. got on Emmerdale Farm and the chase, and after that, it was all yes. downhill. Um, ITV4 didn't help us. But, but, but TV, Tiff, the one thing that was a real standout for me, so did you watch, uh, going off topic a little bit, did you watch the snooker last weekend at the Crucible? So World Championship what, snooker. The crowd, yeah, yeah, bits, yeah, bits. Capacity crowd, indoor arena, capacity crowd. How many people were at Thruxton? No. None. Not I know, I know. I'm with I know we feel that motorsport's been hard done by, but I think with the with the pop festival up in Liverpool and the snooker, they were both sort of experimental, easy areas to closely control by testing people on the way and testing people on the way out. So I think they were allowed, they just picked certain events. Unfortunately, motorsport didn't get picked. But I mean, Thruxton had a classic car race meeting the weekend before when I was up at Donington with the, with the historic cars. You know, again, nobody allowed. And on, on a good weekend, they'll get about 500 spectators for the classic club car racing at Thruxton. And then the acres of grass banks. I mean, yes, it would have been safer than anything, but it is frustrating. It is what it is. And we're all coming back for the next rounds. And, um, we're getting out of it slowly. But yeah, touring cars, just touring cars brilliant entertainment. And talking of comebacks, Plato, your old mate Plato. Yes, me. second place, the old fox. Eh? Get in there, Jason. It was a good move at the end. He came back when, the, when it rained again because he was on wet, so he dropped back a bit. And, uh, yeah, gosh, there were so many people we should give mentions to because there was so much going on. 
Uh, we can't mention them all, but um, yeah, Plato, second. Ash Sutton, he's a he's a bit of a friend of the channel. Obviously, you'll make Plato, but um, it's going to be flipping tight all the way through. And that handicap system as well, will be, make sure of that because what whatever happens, they'll make sure it's tight, won't they? It'll Get the lead tight. in your boot for the next race when you do well. So what have we got coming up next week, Tiff? It's been quiet. It's nothing much. No, no, no big international events here apart from MotoGP. But they're at Le Mans, which the Le Mans short circuit is the most awful. It's a kart track where Formula One cars went there once for a Grand Prix. I think it was 1967 or something. And they never went back because it was such an awful Mickey Mouse circuit. And it's all second gear. Very. I mean, it's good for MotoGPs because they'll have great racing as always. Uh, but it's not a big bulls out circuit like uh, most of the other tracks. But it'll be fantastic racing. Waiting to see if um, how a kid can get four in the row on, on his Moto3 bike. Um, it'll be close. It'll be fantastic entertainment. So MotoGP. Otherwise, we just got um, we got the IndyCar boys. May is always Indianapolis uh, month, and before it was always testing all the way through May and qualifying and pole position for the race at the end of last uh, weekend in May. Now they've of course got the road course. So this weekend we see the road course at Indianapolis where the Formula One cars used to race. Uh, which is where Jack Harvey went really well, our only British talent out there. No, Chilton's out, two Brits, but Jack Harvey went so well there. So this weekend, if you can't catch it somewhere, look out for Jack Harvey hopefully doing well at Indy. And of course, there's a NASCAR race. There's a NASCAR race tonight. I haven't finished my motorsport telly because after we've done this interview, I've got to go watch NASCAR. I haven't got to. I love watching NASCAR. And it's the uh, the Dry Dean 400 from Dover next weekend. It's so MotoGP, IndyCar, NASCAR. Where's Dover? I'm pretty good with my uh, American geography, but I don't know where Dover is. Alabama. Is it? Hmm. Delaware. Is it? Delaware. Are you sure? What did Delaware? I can't sing. Don't let me sing. What did Delaware, boy? What did Delaware? That great song, you know? No, oh, for goodness I've, sake. I, I, it's a song with all the states get mentioned. You're useless, aren't you? But you need to back me up on trivia. That's what you're here for. I think on that note, we'll leave. In fact, we're going to say, we got somebody that's going to say goodbye and we'll see you next week. Just say goodbye, see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> cheers, Oliver. Good to see you. And cheers, Paul. Cheers. Cheers to Lewis. Cheers to cheers everybody. Cheers to Lewis. Cheers, guys. Indeed, to everybody. <laughs>